When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a sewing enthusiast. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1842, John Greenaw was granted the first patent for a sewing machine in the United States. Though Greenaw was the first to get a patent for a sewing machine, different versions of sewing machines had actually already been circulating in America and abroad for a little over 10 years. Different types of sewing machines had been patented in France and Germany, but Greenaw's was the first to get a patent in the United States. Sewing itself, of course, has existed long before now. Even back in the days of cavemen, people used slivers of bone or animal horns to thread animal sinew and use it to stitch together different pieces of hides or pelts. But it wasn't until the Industrial Revolution in the 18th century that mechanical techniques began to strive to replace hand sewing. In 1755, a German man named Charles Wiesenthal was issued a patent for a sewing needle that was intended to be used by a machine. But there was a catch. He didn't actually have a prototype of a machine, so he just got the patent for the needle. It was a little bit of the cart before the horse there, I think. In 1790, an English man named Thomas Saint designed a version of a sewing machine. The machine was powered with a hand crank, but whether or not he actually built the prototype is lost to history. It wasn't until 1874 that another English man, an engineer named William Newton, Wilson found the patent drawings and tried to make the machine come to life. His replica worked, which helped instigate the process of making a working sewing machine that could be used in factories. The next few prototypes for the sewing machine used the same cranking handle. In 1830, a French tailor named Barthélemy Thimonier invented a machine that could automate a chain stitch. The machine worked well enough that Thimonier was able to open a clothing company that used the machines to make its wares. The French army even hired his company to make uniforms for soldiers, but things would soon take a very dark turn. Other tailors around France were upset that Thimonier had made a machine that they believed would take away their jobs. So they set his factory on fire while he was inside. Luckily, Thimonier escaped, but he no doubt suffered serious losses to his business. This served as a tale of warning to Walter Hunt, the man who created the first functioning sewing machine stateside. You might notice that Walter Hunt is not John Greenaw. Well, Hunt looked at what had happened in France and worried that the sewing machine would take away jobs and perhaps result in a similar dire outcome for him. So he decided not to patent the design and keep the glory of creating a functioning sewing machine to himself. Hunt's machine made a lock stitch using two spools of thread and used an eye-pointed needle to cross the upper thread and the lower thread. 
When John Greenaw made his sewing machine and patented it nine years later, he used a needle that passed completely through the cloth. Greenaw made models and presented them to manufacturers and tried to raise money to mass-produce the machine, but his efforts didn't work. No one wanted to put up the money to mass-manufacture the machines because they didn't think they'd end up making money after costing so much to produce. Two years later, back in England, John Fisher invented a lace sewing machine. And that machine finally garnered enough interest from businesses that it could be mass-produced and began to change the clothing industry. Back in America, L.A.S. Howe, a farmer in Massachusetts, completed another prototype in 1944. Isaac Singer of the eventual Singer Sewing Machine Empire was also working on machines, and it was his that began to be mass-produced in America in the 1850s. His was the first machine to use a foot pedal instead of a hand crank, which became a huge turning point and hallmark of sewing machines. Singer ended up having to pay patent royalties to Howe, which enabled Howe to make some of the profits off Singer's massively successful machine. Patents. How they complicate things. The social impact of the sewing machine is hard to overstate. Before sewing machines became a part of daily life, women had to spend a lot of their days making or repairing garments for family members. If you've ever hand-sewn, it's a lengthy and time-consuming process. While it takes a little while to learn to use a sewing machine, once you know, you know, and the process is very fast. Though many people now just buy clothes and then get them tailored or toss them when they get rips or tears, you can easily repair your own clothes if you ever want to get a sewing machine. Now, let's hear from a great musical guest we have on today, Cautious Clay, who is a lovely, lovely person. I love Josh. I love his music. He's a great, wonderful individual and a very, very talented artist. I'm very happy to have him here. Take it away, Josh. Hey, everyone. This is Cautious Clay. And on February 21st, 2018, I released my debut EP called Blood Type. And... I really think about that day and the several months after as sort of just the beginning of my career so far. Um, And it's kind of crazy to reflect on the fact that I've played hundreds of shows and so many different types of festivals and met a lot of other artists and worked with a lot of other artists. But it feels like that project for me was such a flag in the sand or such like a signifier of who I am as an artist and I feel so lucky to be in a position where I am just making the music that I love and people are still engaging with it and coming back to it and expecting more. So I hope you all have a lovely day and continue to live with intention. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to look into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a February 21st in my life. On February 21st, 2000, what year was it? 19? Yeah, 2019. I got a comment on my I Feel Like Chet music video that made me cry. It was from somebody from Mexico. I don't know their name, but their name was Lil Meow Meow when I took the screenshot. And it made me tear up and feel very emotional. They said... I love that you are what you are. You're so cute and you don't change anything about yourself to be liked by society. You're beautiful because you are you. I can't explain how good I feel when I listen to your songs or when I see your photos. I really found myself in you. I love you, Maya. And it made me very emotional because, I don't know, I still get emotional when people say nice things about me or my art or anything, but I think that phrase when they said, I found a lot of myself in you, that made me really happy. Like, 
I don't, I don't think that I, I, I never saw anybody like me growing up being on the internet. And I feel very privileged and honored to be able to be in a position now where I can hopefully help people to feel like they are seeing themselves reflected on the screen at the end of the day. I know I can't do that for everybody, but if I could do that for some people, I'll be happy. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from yesteryear. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.